Talk Radio. Prepare yourself. Okay, let's go. This is Veg Talk Radio. And good morning, afternoon, evening, depending upon what time you're listening to this podcast. This is Jay, along with my beautiful wife, Elena, and this is Veg Talk Radio, our second great episode today. Good morning, by the way. Good morning. I didn't mean to cut you off there. <laughs> anyway, this episode, we're talking about uh, uh, resistance is futile. You will be vegan, and there's plenty of reasons for that. We're going to go over the staggering statistics on um, what it takes uh, to feed the American public as well as the world public with a animal-based protein diet, or the Western diet, as they'd like to call it, and how much more effective it is to eat a plant-based diet. So that's what we're talking about today. So, uh, with that, you have some staggering statistics, or statistics rather, that we can talk about uh, to kick things off. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, water. You've got some things there as well. Um, I, I get a lot of information off of Cowspiracy, which is just an amazing resource. Uh, I don't know how many of you out there understand that 29% of the world's fresh water is used for animal production. One in six people. And that works out to be 1.1 billion people go each day without access to fresh drinking water. That is absolutely crazy. And of course, we're no stranger to shocking statistics related to meat production and the environment. Uh, you know, we've there's seen plenty of studies like the ones that you've seen from Cowspiracy, uh, as well as uh, Eat Less Meat to Prevent Disasters, another organization that's recommending lowering meat and dairy consumption to preserve the Earth's biodiversity and of course, enhance its uh, uh, sustainability. Uh, going vegan obviously brings greater environmental benefits than buying a hybrid vehicle. Uh, like for example, uh, it's the same equivalent of not taking showers for six months. 2,400 gallons of water to produce one pound of beef, but only 25 gallons to produce one pound of beef. You mean beef, 25 gallons of wheat. I'm sorry, wheat. I'm glad, I'm glad you caught that. Now. Uh, that's a staggering statistic because just with that alone, you can eliminate world hunger. That right there. So when someone says, well, you know, the problem's too large, what can I do about it? Or I can't have a profound impact. When I hear that, I, I, used, to feel, I used to feel pretty helpless. And the more I'm educated on how I can change uh, and influence uh, other individuals to at least think about what they're putting on their plate and in their body and how it uh, affects our environment. You know, we only have one planet. Uh, we haven't figured out how to colonize another planet yet, so we have to figure out, you know, how we're going to sustain this. Even or, if we move to Mars, you're still going to have to have a way to biodiversify that planet. But anyway, there's another staggering statistics, and we've got a ton of this stuff today, folks. Seven football fields of land are bulldozed every minute to create more room for farmed animals. I mean, that's absolutely crazy. And of course, if every American dropped one serving of chicken per week from their diet, it could save the same amount of CO2 emissions as taking 500,000 cars off the road. So when you hear a lot of people say that, well, you know, we have a lot of CO2, what can we do? Let's buy a hybrid car kind of thing. Actually, going vegan or even replacing any one of the meat products in your diet across the, uh, uh, the week can make a profound difference. Even when it comes to methane, chickens, turkeys, pigs, cows are collectively the largest producers of methane in the U.S., which, of course, if you know anything about methane, 
um, 20 times more powerful than uh, at trapping heat than carbon dioxide is. So it's absolutely crazy. Seriously, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah. I'm not saying don't buy a hybrid car uh, or, you know, uh, uh, change out the light bulbs in your house, uh, place the weather stripping around your door. All of these things add up. Well, let's face it. Do you want to make a profound impact? That's a profound impact. That alone. And the meat, egg, and dairy industries produce 65% of the world's nitrous oxide. Nitrous oxide. And, of course, that's 300 times more powerful. Uh, at trapping heat in the Earth's atmosphere than even carbon dioxide is. So it's just crazy, these statistics that we've come up. And in what you can do these Google searches, and it's amazing the stuff that you're going to find out. It's just nuts. And, you know, let, let's talk about that because, um, you know, this, it brings us to this uh, interesting, cons, you know, this interesting uh, point of, well, where is this stuff coming from? Uh, and and this, is this, this is the section about poo. You know, I mean, let's talk poo. Let's talk poo. Uh, In the United in the U.S., livestock uh, produces one hundred and sixteen thousand pounds of waste per second. That's what about living. You want to live in a toilet? It sounded like a toilet to me. It sounds like a real crappy situation to me. (laughs) You can't flush it away either. And and you ought to be thinking about, well, where is it going? Uh, Because, you know. Let's just, for a moment, when you're driving down the road and, and you see a factory farm, and you do, and you're not paying attention to it because you, it's just a part of the landscape. Yep. A, a farm with 2,500 dairy cows produces as much waste as a city of, you got it, 411,000 people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Staggering. Every minute, 7 million pounds of excrement or poo and pee are produced by animals raised for the u.s mm-hmm. it's staggering staggering what is that Eighty nine thousand pounds of poo per second <laughs> yeah and it's a, a chicken hog and cattle uh poo has polluted thirty five thousand miles of rivers in 22 states that's crazy and then you look back at a vegan diet that requires 300 gallons of water per day versus a meat-eating diet, which requires 4,000 gallons per day. Because that's, you know, that translates to a decent amount of, uh, uh, of wastewater. So it's crazy. And the uh, livestock operations on land have created more than 500 nitrogen-flooded dead zones around the world in our oceans. It doesn't just stay on the land, folks. Yeah, it's got to go somewhere, just like the plastics in the oceans. There's just seas the size of Texas, you know, sections over in the Pacific alone that are the size of Texas that it's nothing but microplastics. But that's a whole other story. But speaking of the land part, 17 million square miles. The surface of the moon has less than area than that at a 14.6 square miles. And uh, raising animals for food uses 30% of the Earth's, Earth's land mass. So more than 260 million acres of U.S. forest also have been cleared to create cropland just to grow grain, just to feed the farm animals. The equivalent of uh, seven football fields, as I mentioned earlier, are bulldozed every minute. And livestock grazing um, is the number one cause of plant species becoming threatened or going extinct just in the U.S. alone. It's crazy. Yeah, so I know, I know you say, can hear you know, that how, yeah, how, Well, how can I impact the environment, right? Well, you can just by deciding what you're going to put on your plate and in your body. Yeah, so why is raising animals for food so inefficient? Animals eat large quantities of grain, soybeans, 
oats, and uh, corn. However, they only produce a comparatively small amount of meat, dairy products, and eggs in return. 70% of that grain and cereals, you know, I didn't even know about the cereal part of it, is grown in the U.S. are actually fed to farm animals. So, and the fish part, um, people thinking that, uh, you know, eating fish is, is somehow better than, you know, consuming meat or, or eggs or dairy, but it takes five pounds of fresh fish to equal one pound of farm fish. It's, I mean, so I didn't even know that they, they, you know, they, I guess they grind it up and use it for, for uh, dog food and, and other things like that as well. It's just crazy. And you're going to hear that a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get on a tangent about it, but we're passionate about it. You know, you can make a difference. So start with just you. Yep. Start with your, with you, your kids, your family. Start, you know, questioning why you're doing the things that you're doing. Yeah, and there's some great alternatives to fish and seafood. Uh, like seaweed, for example. Get healthy fats and DHA from seaweed and sea vegetables, and you can go directly to the source where the fish get it. So yeah, that's where do that. your fish get the fish? Exactly. <laughs> so it's uh, cut the middleman right out, and you're all set there. You can also order sushi, believe it or not. Vegan California rolls, veggie rolls, teriyaki tofu, sushi with lots of avocado, carrot, and cucumber. Uh, or you can even get vegetable tempura or anything with tofu or just have a you know Japanese restaurant specialty create a veggie roll for you. Also, vegan seafood. Is there such a thing? Yes. You can check out the many brands producing vegan seafood, which includes Sophie's Kitchen Vegan Seafood. Also, uh, Gardein's uh, Golden Fishless Fillets. We've had those. Those are absolutely fantastic. Delish. Yeah. I mean, if you do fish and chips... And uh, you put them in the oven, they come out 20 minutes later. It's just amazing how close they are. Matter of fact, you could probably fool a fish eater thinking that these things are, are and they are really, really that good. And, and of course, Gardein didn't produce or didn't sponsor this podcast in any way, but we just love this stuff because it's available everywhere. You can get it at Walmart, you can get it at Myers, you can get it to, you know, I think even at Publix, you can get it at Kroger. Maybe even Piggly Wiggly. Do they, is there any Piggly Wigglies anywhere? I don't even know. But anyway, tofu is also much, uh, very rich in protein, contains omega-3 fatty acids, alpha, I don't even know how to pronounce that, alpha linolenic, <laughs> ALAs, just call them ALAs, that's it. That's a great substitute for fish. Seasoned tofu with some garlic powder, onion powder, uh, kelp powder, and paprika, and uh, coat the, with some light olive oil and bake it or fry it. Tempeh, we have tempeh all the time. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. It's a rich protein like tofu. It's made from soy. It's also a good source of omega-3 fatty acids and ALA. You season that as well with some garlic powder, maybe some kelp flakes. Have we ever even used kelp flakes? Of course we do. We have kelp flakes? <laughs> yeah, we have nori too. I, I don't remember even seeing kelp flakes, but okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, Old Bay seasoning, there's another one. You coat light in some safflower or olive oil and bake it or fry it. Also, plant-based omega-3 acids. There are many excellent ways to get some omega-3 acids from uh, plant-based sources, including flax seeds, mixed greens, canola oil, walnuts, uh, soybeans, uh, tofu, chia seeds, and and some LJ spirulina. Yeah. Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, it's crazy green. Crazy <laughs> green. So really, if you think about it, think green, and you're going to be just not just okay. You're actually going to be great. I would say so. Yeah. And if you want to know more about, uh, you know, you know, uh, how fish are, um, 
well, the depletion of the America, uh, world's oceans, rather. There's a lot of books to read on this particular subject, which we've uh, recently discovered. Some of the books I knew about, but some of these books are actually uh, really good and a good read. Uh, one of them in particular is called Saved by the Sea, A Love Story with Fish. It's made uh, by David uh, Halvarg. You can get that on Amazon, I believe. Uh, do fish feel pain? They do. Yep. And uh, actually, there's some statistics about that, and there's some information. I think you might have that, do you? I don't. You don't have that? Okay. No. Uh, it's Victoria Braithwaite. I hope I'm not slaughtering these last, these last names. But anyway, these, these books are also available on uh, wherever you get your favorite books. What a Fish Knows, The Inner Lives of Our Underwater Cousins. Uh, that's by Jonathan Balcom. Uh, the Empty Ocean by Richard Ellis. These are just some of the great books that are out there. So, so how can we help? Since we're on the talking about the, the, the fish thing, you can stop eating fish altogether. Yeah, that that's solves the, the problem. That solves the problem right there. The second best is to consume fish more responsibly, ethically, and sustainably by eating less of it and only the fish that are uh, that uh, are sustainable. I can't, uh, I can't, I don't know if it's farm-grown salmon, uh, that kind of stuff. But well, my answer is always going to be, you know, I'm not going to, don't eat it. Right. Right. It's as simple as that. I Just the mere fact that there's microplastics in, you know, fish flesh. I, I don't feel like eating plastic. Neither do I. So I, there's just a whole myriad of reasons. Um but anyway. The biodiversity we we are we're killing our we're we're killing ourselves we're killing our chance for our children our grandchildren our great grandchildren um, you know the biodiversity we can't just snap our fingers and it's just going to reappear you know they talk about the next extinction and scientists are saying you know we're we're in it and if you're looking around. <sighs> 70% of the world's major fisheries are depleted. 70%. Well, where was I reading the statistic that uh, if we continue on the current rate of depletion, or rather the current rate of fishing, we'll, uh, we'll have a completely depleted ocean. I think it's by 2048. That, that's around the corner. Yeah. So um, so any of these uh, so-called ex-vegans, uh, you know, uh, I might as well jump on the, uh, and mention this, um, you know, Eating fish is not sustainable in any way, shape, or form. So stop doing it. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so coming up, we're going to be talking about uh, why it's important to be uh, vegan and some of the people who are vegan and promoting the plant-based lifestyle. That's all coming up in the next part of our show. So stay close. This is Veg Talk Radio News for March 23rd, 2019. Sales of dairy milk plummeted by 1.1 billion in 2018, according to the Dairy Farmers of America. In 2017, sales of dairy products amounted to 14.7 billion and dropped by 8% to 13.6 billion in 2018. Despite claims that low milk prices are to blame, the dairy industry is facing extinction due to a consumer shift towards plant-based alternatives. A 2017 report by the USDA revealed that milk consumption had declined 22% from 2000 to 2016. Conversely, the vegan dairy alternatives industry is currently worth $17.3 billion and is predicted to nearly double to $29.6 billion by 2023. 
Frozen food brand Birdseye, best known for its frozen peas, unveiled several new vegan products. The brand launched its Green Cuisine line that features three plant-based meat all products, which include meat-free burgers, sausages, and Swedish-style meatballs made primarily with pea protein. Iconic actor Morgan Freeman recently converted his 124-acre ranch in Mississippi to a bee sanctuary. The actor first began caring for bees in 2014 and recently imported 26 beehives from Arkansas. At the ranch, Freeman feeds the bees and allows them to engage in their activities as pollinators without harvesting their honey. Freeman said during an interview on The Tonight Show, we do not realize that they are the foundation, I think, of the growth of the planet and the vegetation. The actor is planting bee-friendly vegetation such as magnolia trees, clover, and lavender to help the bees thrive. And finally, an environmental challenge dubbed Trash Tag, which encourages people to pick up trash from beaches, parks, and roadsides, has gone viral. Byron Roman kickstarted the trend as he uploaded a photo of himself outdoors, surrounded by litter, alongside another photo of all the area tidied up. He captioned the photos, Here's the new challenge for you bored teens. Take a photo of an area that needs some cleaning or maintenance, then take a photo after you've done something about it and post it. Roman's uh, post went viral on social media with the hashtag trash tag and trash tag challenge with thousands of users showing their before and after picture. So if you have five minutes today, grab a bag and pick up a handful of trash in your neighborhood. This has been Veg Talk Radio News for March 23rd, 2019. Welcome back to Veg Talk Radio. As a reminder, you can always get uh, all of the information from our website at vegtalkradio.com. Well, as you know, the plant-based eating is here to stay. This global shift is definitely here to stay, and millennials are the central drivers of this worldwide shift away from consuming animal products. But the plant-based movement is bigger than any one generation. Everyone from celebrities to athletes to entire companies uh, including Google and China, are supporting this movement toward more plant-based foods. Uh, first of all, according to a forecast report by restaurant consultancy group Baum & Whitman uh, in the New York, plant-based will be the food trend of both 2018 and 2019. This report also anticipates that plant-based foods will become the new organic. In addition, Nestle, the largest food company in the world, predicts that plant-based foods will continue to grow, and this trend is definitely here to stay. Another company, uh, international delivery service Just Eat, named veganism as the uh, top consumer trend in 2018 due to a 94% increase in healthy food that's ordered. And similarly, according to uh, some data released by Grubhub, the top takeaway marketplace in the U.S., orders for plant-based food have reached a new high. In particular, users chose vegan food 19% more than the first half of 2017 than the first half of 2016. A lot of this information coming from foodrevolutionnetwork.org. So they've got a great website that has a lot of statistics, a lot of information, and some great interviews on there. So be sure to check that out. So um, Google Trends are showing an impressive worldwide increase in the interest in veganism from uh, 2004 through 2018, and the top regions include Israel, Australia, Canada, Austria, and New Zealand. There's been a 600% increase in people identifying as vegans in the U.S. Uh, in the last three years. This is according to a re uh, report by research firm uh, Global Data that only 1% of the U.S. consumers claimed to be vegan in 2014, and in 2017, that number rose to 6%. In the U.K., the number of people identifying as vegans has increased by 
350% compared to a decade ago, according to the research commissioned by the Vegan Society Partnership with Vegan Life magazine. Uh, veganism is the top, brand, top search trend in Canada in 2017, and a preliminary draft of Canada's new food guide released in 2017 by the Canadian government favors plant-based foods. In Portugal, vegan, uh, vegetarianism rose by 400% in the last decade, and this is according to the research carried out by Nielsen. Plant-based mm. diets are growing across Asia. Uh, new dietary guidelines released by the Chinese government encourage the nation's 1.3 billion people to reduce their meat consumption by 50%. Research predicts that China's vegan market will grow uh, more than 17% percent between 2015 and 2020, and in Hong Kong, 22 percent of the population reports practicing some form of a plant-based diet. Wow. In Australia, between uh, 2014 and 2016, the number of food products launched carrying a vegan claim rose by 92 percent. And Australia uh, is the third fastest growing vegan market in the world. That's absolutely fantastic. We know somebody that's living over there in Australia. <laughs> we do. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to our niece. Yes. Uh, mainstream health organizations are recommending a plant-based diet, including um, uh, including uh, a healthcare organization in the U.S., a Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, and the American Institute of Cancer Research are just a few of the organizations recommending a plant-based diet. And even Walmart, the world's largest retailer, is asking its suppliers to offer more plant-based products. Absolutely fantastic. You couldn't ask for anything better, especially coming from Wally World. Well, across many sports, uh, professional athletes are proving that a plant-based diet can fuel excellence. Athletes in everything from weightlifting and uh, bodybuilding to ultra-marathon running, rich roll, Dude, you rock. And tennis uh, stars are being vocal about their love for uh, planet-based, or plant-based eating, rather. Uh, Kendrick Ferris, weightlifter, who competed in the Rio Olympics, is vegan and uh, plant-based deals and plant-based protein. Venus Williams, everybody knows that tennis star. Uh, Patrick Raboulian, uh, also the Armenian-German uh, strongman and former bodybuilder, also a world record holder, I believe. Heather Mills, a skier and amputee who holds multiple world records and gold medals. Uh, and another new documentary that's uh, going to be coming out uh, called The Game Changers. You're going to want to check this out. This is actually scheduled for release early this year. Um, but it was supposed to be out in February, but it's still not out yet. I'm Everybody's very, very excited about this. And it's done by James Cameron. And it uh, features Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's going to have Patrick Babuyan in it and, and a whole bunch of other people in there. But uh, plant-based eating is helping some NFL football players perform at their best including Tom Brady, arguably uh, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I know some people love him or hate him, but he's a six-time uh, winner uh, of the Super Bowl uh, just because of his plant-based eating. As Tom Brady says, uh, unless I had this plant-based diet, he I would not be the player yeah. I am. Yes. Right. He, and I he would does. not be have the career at 39 yeah. that I do. He's almost 40, right? <laughs> uh, I tell him that all the time. He's like, don't say that. No. Yeah. But he, the thing is, he said he's been feeling so much better. I have to say it's amazing, you know, the way he feels. He doesn't feel achy. He just feels so much more energy. And we yeah, are was, very... Was this an initiative by you? Did you influence how your house and your husband and your children feel about plant-based diet and other things. Does that come from Giselle? Yes, it does. <laughs> but they love Why it. don't you want to say that? No, it does. It, it, has, it has come from me because, you know, I have 
Um, so he has his career to thank you. No, he has to thank his commitment and his dedication yes. to it because yeah. he still has to want to do it, right? Yeah. He, in the beginning, he was like, it was a little, you know, different for him. But now he loves it and he wouldn't have it any other way because he feels better. If it was and of course, eating meals like these is exactly what helped him stay at the top of his game. This is according to uh, Tom Brady and Eckhart. That's his wife. And thanks to uh, CBS News for that report a couple of years ago. Actually, it was 2017, I believe. And uh, many players on the Tennessee Titans team are going vegan as well. At least 11 players for the Tennessee Titans football team uh, are following a primarily plant-based diet. Uh, uh, outside linebacker Brian Arapko told ESPN, everyone is making plays. Everybody is healthy. Everybody is eating right. Likewise, uh, defensive end Jarrell Casey talked to ESPN about his plant-based diet, and he had, and this is what he had to say. I saw how fluid and my body was moving around. My body wasn't aching anymore. I knew it was the right decision. Uh, my body heals 10 times faster. So these are just a couple of the, these are just a couple of examples of really high profile. Uh, NFL players. Yeah, professional athletes that have been able to step up their game. Yeah, including Theo Riddick. We, we got a chance to see him last year at Veg, uh, at Veg, was a veg fest michigan veg fest in novi last year which will be going to here in a couple about a month from now i think because mm -hmm. it's oh, april 20 i'm bad with dates on this i don't know i think it's the 26th i think it's on sunday the 26th of april and that's coming up in novi and tickets are still available for that so if you want to check that out um you know uh, uh alicia silverstone's going to be there uh dr michael greger's going to be there definitely worth the time to go down there especially all the great vegan food but uh, not only the NFL players are enjoying a uh, more healthful lifestyle and better performance NBA players are also getting in the game Boston Celtics superstar and 2018 MVP candidate Kyrie Irving announced in 2017 that he went plant-based over the offseason in an attempt to improve his playing and it showed uh, been more been more of a plant-based diet, getting away from animals. My energy is up. My body feels amazing. Irving's performance, as described by the Bleacher Report, really is incredible. He has boundless energy, speed, and endurance, and in the late-game situations, his numbers are unfathomable, as they like to call it. Other NBA athletes, including uh, who switched to a plant-based diet last year, include uh, Damian Lillard, uh, uh, Wilson Chandler, Al Jefferson, Garrett Temple, and many others. And it isn't just uh, professional athletes. Um, you've been hearing it a lot in the news, and I'm grateful that 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 celebrities uh, are becoming vocal about uh, veganism, uh, compassion, uh, what we can do uh, to take better care of the environment. There's a long list of celebrities across the globe um, that are living or at least trying uh, the plant-based diet. Um, some of the well-known names that are giving up animal products include Natalie Portman, Beyonce, Ellen DeGeneres, Joaquin Phoenix, Brad Pitt, Carrie Underwood, Ellie Goulding, Jennifer Lopez. Chilo. Yeah. Miley Cyrus, Moby, Stevie Wonder, and Bill Clinton, Al Gore. And the celebrities who went uh, plant-based in 2017 also include the millennial megastar Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. <laughs> that went, uh, she went vegan after seeing the documentary Forks Over Knives. Um, she, she said that, I'm a firm believer in eating a full plant-based whole food diet uh, that, can expand your that can expand your life length and make you an overall happier person. 
Uh, other stars include uh, Laverne Cox of the Orange is the New Black. Great series. Uh, Danielle Brooks, also from Orange is the New Black. Edie Falco. Um, so it, the more attention that is brought to a plant-based diet is going to further the cause of, you know, us being able to live on this blue marble we, we call home. I know. And I love to see that uh, superstars coming out and endorsing that. And you're going to see that in the Game Changers coming up, the new film. And also I have a link to uh, From the Ground Up, which features Rich Roll, which is one of my, uh, one of my uh, inspirations. He's one of the reasons why I want to do a, a triathlon this year. Uh, as well as some other great athletic events. It's got a long way to go, but I, I'm inspired by people who really embrace the plant-based lifestyle, and uh, and I'm you know I'm hoping I can achieve great things by uh, doing the same kind of thing. Um, but speaking of great things, plant-based milk is seeing an incredible uh, increase as dairy milk sales are declining. This was featured in our news story just earlier. The global plant-based milk market is expected to reach 16 billion in uh, in 2018 and 2019, uh, dramatically up from 7 billion in 2010. Internet grocery delivery giant Instacart says searches for non-dairy went up by 222 percent. Moreover, the U.S. non-dairy milk sales increased by 61% from 2012 to 2017. This is according to research by Minitel. Uh, so while the demand for non-dairy milk is increasing, the demand for dairy milk is declining. This according to the USDA's economic research, and that decreased by 22% from 2000 to 2016. Now, plant-based meat is also going mainstream. That's no, that's no news for us, but it might be for some... For some of you that are just uh, tuning into us and yep. trying it out, um, that uh, one of the players in the market, Beyond Meat, uh, is a company that's developed uh, plant-based meat products, uh, created the Beyond Burger yep. to Yum. resemble real meat. And when it's cooked, the plant-based burgers bleed beet juice, um, and it looks like real meat. Uh, it's a great way to introduce someone uh, to a, plant, a more plant-based diet uh, because it looks and feels and... I know. has the texture and the mouthfeel of, of meat. Um, people say that the burger alternative smells and tastes like real meat. And in many grocery stores, you can find Beyond Burgers in the meat section alongside the traditional meat products, which I think is really important because it, they, they're not hiding them in a special section where you have to march through half of the store. I, I'm the one in the household that does the majority of the shopping. Uh, and in the beginning, it was frustrating because I knew the products were out there and I couldn't find them. I, I think that it's fair and right to put it right where you think you need to find it in the grocery store. It's just a little side note for me. Yeah, and I love that Beyond Meat. Also, Impossible Burger is another one. Oh, we have delish. that. Have that at White Castle just the other day. <laughs> so if you need a junk food fix, that's yes. a great way to go. <laughs> uh, the company by, based in Los Angeles has won numerous uh, investors, including Leonardo DiCaprio, Bill Gates, and the Humane Society, even Tyson Foods. the Ameri uh, America's biggest meat uh, processor bought a 5% stake in the meat alternative company. That ought to be telling you something. Um in further proof that the burger is going mainstream, you can find Beyond Burgers on the menu in all 469 locations of the U.S. Change, chain uh, TGI Fridays. Uh, and beyond the U.S., uh, Germany is often known for bratwurst and uh, schnitzel, but in 2016, German companies launched more vegan food products than any other country. 
Um, another area. Easy see- good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Amer- uh, another area seeing a rise in plant-based options is fast food. Mm-hmm. Um, many meat-free fast food restaurant chains, including Veggie Grill, Plant Power, Food, uh, Fast Food, Evolution Fast Food, and Amy's Drive Through, open more than uh, open more locations in 2017 and are expected to grow even more. In particular, uh, plant the Plant Power f- uh, Fast Food, it's a plant-based, healthier version of the typical fast food, is seeing incredible growth. Um, so now's the time to invest in, in plant-based <laughs> foods. I'm telling you right now, seriously. Uh, and most noteworthy, even McDonald's released a McVegan burger in Sweden and Finland, and Pizza Hut launched a vegan cheese in the UK. Uh, and they're also uh, introducing uh, chicken nuggets. Uh, not chicken nuggets, but they're, I can't remember what they're made out of. Uh, but they're actually introducing them over in Europe right now. And if they go well, McDonald's will have some new, uh, I can't even remember what they're calling McVegan. I think McVegan nuggets. I think is what they're calling it. So, and uh, why are more people eating plants? Well, as signs of uh, cross culture, uh, as signs of cross culture are showing, uh, more people are interested in plant-based eating. This shift is being driven by a number of factors. For one thing, the internet has made it very easy to spread information, as well as this podcast, Veg Talk Radio, and many others that are trying to get this information out there as quickly as possible. Now, perhaps as a result, more people are taking the interest in knowing where their food comes from and how it is produced. And speaking of that, next week's show is going to be all about what is in In your your food. food. (laughs) Yes. So please, by all means, read the labels because you need to know what's in your food. Absolutely. Yeah. So... But that's all we have, uh, the, but that rather puts the wraps on it for this week. So join us next week. We'll have another great podcast. As we mentioned, it's going to be all about what's in your food. Elena, as always. It's, it's been a pleasure. It's been an absolute pleasure. And we'll see you and everybody else next week, right here, same time, same place. To learn more about recipes, podcasts, our blog, plant-based lifestyle, be sure to follow us on Twitter at TalkVeg, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, you can always get us at our website, which is at www.vegtalkradio.com. <laughs>